Seven, the perfect number. Actually, I was born on the fourth. I think that's probably why seven is the perfect number. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Rochelle and Carter, the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. It actually means the number of completion. It yeah. means perfection. It's also the number of days we're going to be talking about with Mary and Joseph traveling. There are any Buckies on their trip? What do you think? No. Man, though, I tell you what, it was really amazing. When Jesus came, he's like, there should be, though, because mom and dad really could have used a Bucky's. And then he inspired people hundreds of years later to do so. Yes, it is back. The Anything But Quiet Time podcast, this special edition, day number seven. This is going to be a really interesting day, except you're forbid to play the thing. No, I'm going to play a song. I always play a song. He always plays a song. I'm going to play my least favorite Christmas song. Why would you do that? Why would you start with something least favorite? Have you ever heard of the Christmas rapping song? Oh my. That video is terrible. Is there singing it's involved? So, oh, here we go. I can't do it anymore. It's Why just, did you do it in the first place? I don't know. You know, it's like when you, okay, so Listen, my dad. If that's your favorite Christmas song, by the way, I, I'm sorry, I don't have the context for that one. Misery loves company. We don't want to. And and I listen. My dad worked in the grocery business for thirty years, and it was just it was so common. Somebody would get home with, say, spoiled milk, yeah. and come back, and they would have the milk, and they'd be like, "Hey, this milk smell. It smells funny to me. Smell it right, right. <laughs> right to your face." And we always do that. That's a big joke, though. I mean, yeah, yeah this tastes funny. Taste it. Yeah, this smells yeah. funny. Smell it. Exactly. This feels yeah. funny. <laughs> Here, feel it. Feel, yeah. Isn't my kneecap? My kneecap shouldn't be there. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a funny bone right yeah, there. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, anyway, you should we get back to the- <laughs> Oh, the real stuff? The business at hand. That's exactly right. So this is uh, walking through the 12 days of Christmas, uh, of the of, of the story of Christmas, the story mm. of Jesus' birth. And so yesterday was six uh, angel visits. We have a lot more ahead with day 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Day 7 today. Rochelle, what is it? Seven days of traveling. Oh, my. That's a lot of days. Oh, that's a lot of days. Now, listen, there are moments where I think you feel like on any given day Mm -hmm. in traffic, you have existed in that same position for seven days. If if you live in Houston, 290. Spent seven days there once. Ever been stuck in traffic and thought, I should have stopped at that restroom. (laughs) Or restaurant. Back there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I should have just gotten off at that exit uh, and hung out at the mall for a that's second. That's exactly right. But, you know, this is uh, one of those stories where there was no mall, there was no Bucky's. It was just 100 miles, and there were no cars. I mean, even <laughs> I don't even know if there was a donkey cart. The Bible doesn't even mention there was a donkey. Yeah. But we know from the census, Mary and Joseph had to travel back to the city of his birth, on that part, I want to ask, and I don't know if you necessarily know the answer. Maybe nobody knows the answer, but oh, okay. what if they just didn't do it? I mean, oh. what what if they just had stayed where they were? With I don't know how easy it was to get caught. There was no IDs. There was no internet. There was no I, cameras to catch you. I will tell you that the Romans didn't care about your status in terms of whether you were nine months pregnant or not. Right. Right. But they did care about one big thing, conquering others and money. Money. Mm -hmm. And Roman Empire, I mean, they were known for their cruelty as well. They knew how to torture people. So, like, listen, we can make it worth your time by not murdering you. Yeah. And I I, sounds gruesome. And it's it it was not a great time. We we mentioned uh, earlier that the average lifespan for a Jewish male was 29 and that had nothing to do with sickness. 
or famine. That's crazy. So, I, yeah, I think there were people in appointed over districts so they would know whether or not, all right, are all these people, you know, they had numbers to cross off. Yeah. So I, I don't know. You would have had to have hide. You would have had uh, prob- to hide. In a cave somewhere, yeah. I'm sure it, it probably happened. Yeah. But if you were caught. No, they, they did it. And they and I, I'm, you know, where does that fall in line with the what they were told, you mm, know, with yeah. they were told they're going to have the son of God. And then would that have been like a would that have been like God saying coming to you saying you're going to start your own business with your savings account. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the stock market stock market crashes and you go broke and you're like, oh, maybe he meant later. Or yeah. I mean, I'm just curious about when this would have been such an obstacle to have to travel seven days. I think a lot of people would take. God's promises and try to figure it out on their own. We, uh-huh. we saw that example even with the story of Abraham and Sarah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the angels yeah. came and visited him and said, you're going to have a baby. And Sarah was like, okay, well, I'm super old. How's that going to work out? Which we just re- we just had that story with Zachariah and Elizabeth, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, that's how it works out. They have the baby, right? But for a minute, and when I say a minute, yeah, there was some time that went on. Sarah didn't have that baby. And she said, well, maybe we're supposed to do it this way. And so she gives him her servant, Hagar, Mm -hmm. and he has a kid. And Ishmael is taken care of by the Lord, but certainly it was not the promised child. Mm -hmm. And it did not go well between Isaac and Ishmael. And for generations now, those two people, the people who have come from those lines, have been at war. It's not been a great situation. So... Yeah, we we have to let we have to trust God. Like he said that I'm going to be there for you. And in your case, you're like, I want you to start a ministry with your savings account money. You just got to assume God must have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Because he he's true to his word. And throughout the story, we've only seen his consistency. But I'll be the first to tell you that I have experienced those kinds of moments that I'm like, where are you? Mm -hmm. You said. And he's okay with me pounding on his chest for a sec. And then he goes, now I need you to come back over here. And I need you to remember. And sometimes he gives you those moments in your past. No, not sometimes. He does give you those moments in the past where you can look back. And those are called Ebenezer's. You can remember. Do you remember when he took care of you in this moment? And then sometimes you grab hold of the faith from the past to help you in the present moment. There's so much to this story oh, before yes. the story even gets started. I know, right? So just yeah. Nazareth to Bethlehem, 100 miles. Okay. Maybe a donkey, maybe not. I, his wife is pregnant. You would hope Joseph had the good sense. Maybe we should invest in a cart. I could make one. I'm a carpenter. And then we'll get the donkey to pull it. But they weren't a wealthy couple. So uh, she could have very well walked. And if you've ever been pregnant, and Carter, is that a no on you? Uh, I know. I don't think. Let me check. No. No, No. I have not. No. Yeah. So I'm thinking about the final month of before I have Sammy Jr., my first child. And I'm bedridden and I'm uncomfortable. And I'm trying to remember all of that experience, but somehow uh, maybe or maybe not on the back of a donkey <laughs> would just be the word. I'm just imagining that in in real life that some days, Sammy, your husband came home and just walked all the way back to the bedroom. Hey, honey, why are you home so late? Give me some pickles. I just imagine that. So could you imagine you on the back of a donkey for seven days? Oh, and you know what? We go back to the age of Mary, and that may have been helpful. She was young, very young. So maybe there was some there was some energy there that she could tap into to to get her through the journey. Uh, also, she was such a gracious, spirited one. So she was, you know, when when they were told you have to do this, 
they didn't sit and pout. They obeyed. They yeah. were like, okay, this is the authority that's been placed over us. We know we have to do this or face the alternative, the consequences. And so they made the journey. And that was calculated by people who have done the, the homework mm-hmm. and the math. And so there's a couple of different routes they could have taken. One of them, they could have caravaned with a group of people uh, who would go back and forth on a somewhat regular basis, or they could have gone a different route. Either way, we're looking at least four days to over seven days hmm. of traveling. And I thought, well, let's just meet in the middle. It's seven days. And like topographists and geologists and people who just know, cartologists, they're like, this is how long. So that's where I get those numbers from. Yeah. People who are way smarter than me. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And they... Thanks. Well, we need them. The sarcasm. Uh, oh, well, that's a given. No. <laughs> Wait, don't, don't, don't quote Rochelle as a source on your paper if no. you're doing one. <laughs> Rochelle yeah. said she likes pickles. So, which are fantastic, by the way. And I think, I think when you start breaking down the fact that it wasn't a straight line either. We live in Houston, Texas. Here, it's very flat. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of going from point A to point B. Yes, traffic could be involved and that can be tumultuous. However, if you're in a hilly valley area, there were there were mountains in Israel. I mean, there this is not just flat terrain here. This would have been a challenge for many reasons. Well, you put the treadmill up as high as you can sometimes with the incline, you know, to get a workout. And when you're sometimes when you're in a walk in nature, you're like, I wish I could turn down the incline a little bit. Now I want you to put in that power belt of yours to give you the right support. I want you to somehow wrap up a watermelon, stick it right there in your tummy, pretend you're Mary, go up that hill. Yeah. And now add back pain and sore feet and swollen ankles and the hormones that come along with it. Yeah. And also the uh, wondering the wondering Carter. You know, we've talked about this. We've touched on this. We could only we could only wonder, what are they feeling? And as a human being, I can only imagine there's parts of them that are feeling doubt, fear. Why did he choose us? Did he choose the right people? Did we hear him correctly? One of my favorite things about going through this is getting past the Sunday school glaze mm-hmm. where you just like, and then Mary rode a donkey and then there was no room in the end. And then Jesus was born. And as a kid, I mean, it's great. Yeah. You're doing the cliff notes, right? You're doing the highlights. And as a kid, you're like, wow. But but then as you become an adult, all of the doubts, all of the things that you're not sharing in Sunday school, and you yeah. start to think, what would the legitimate circumstances have been like? And then when you get to the end of that trip, nobody left the light on for you. No. There's no red carpet. No. There's no place to sleep. Now, a lot of people were coming in for the census. So all the normal places where you would have stayed, you know, which a lot of people just stayed with people. You read about the hospitality of that culture was when a guest comes and stays with you, you treat them even better than, you know, yourself or your family. And so it was very typical when you traveled, you would stay with people, not necessarily an inn per se. Were there inns? That's a really good question. I don't think in this scenario there were, uh, when they when we hear the story, there was no room in the inn. It's another one of those those things that we kind of put in the story along with the donkey. Just assume that there was a, you uh-huh. know. But from, the, the point was, is there just wasn't any place for them to rest. And somehow they get offered, well, we got, we have this. And it was a barn, essentially. Yeah. In, now, and, 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 and sorry, to back up, would oh, yeah. they have known people there? Or they would have just been asking strangers and then... You know, you were born there. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you think about your own existence. I, I can only guess from that point. I, I, there's nothing that I am aware of scripturally that could testify to whether or not they knew anybody there. And we had covered that. I mean, Joseph didn't live there. We, we compared to the high school reunion where he may have not known many people because he, he was born there. He was and born there and left. That, yeah, that could have been it. So, I mean, so let's you. It's kind of like the whole geology thing, looking at it from every angle. Just this would have been a very stressful situation for anyone. Mm-hmm. No way you, I mean, any way you look at it. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, getting there and she's now, her water's breaking. She's going into labor. It is time. God, have you forgotten us? That certainly would have been a thought, whether or not they ever said it out loud. You know, I got to give credit to Joseph and Mary when the angel shows up and says, this is what's going to happen. And they say, let it be done. Hmm. You know, and that, that just seems to be their mentality all throughout this entire journey. That doesn't mean they didn't struggle with feelings. Yeah. I didn't mean yeah. they didn't struggle with temptation, but they, they continue to walk out. They continue to move forward in faith. I think about a boss that instructs you to do something, not wrong, just yeah. instructs you to do something you just don't agree with. You don't like, you don't think, you don't think it's the best strategy and you still do it out of respect. And he even knows, you know, he or she, I know they don't like it, but they did a good job, mm-hmm. you know. And and then maybe you, in this case, you always see the boss in this situation is always right. Yeah. And and then we're able to see later. You think about that, even in your own childhood, when your parents would keep you from doing something that you wanted to do and then you found out later, why couldn't I go play at Susie's that instant that I wanted to turn around and go, oh, there was a giant truck and was headed my way and I almost oh, got smashed. Mom and dad were right. You know, there's reasons why. Don't touch the hot stove. Uh Why? Well, (laughs) I could let you find out or I could parent you and just say, trust me. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, so they get there. They're in a barn. There's nothing but the animals surrounding her. So I I can't even. I I did not experience labor pains because my children had to be taken cesarean. But Mm. everything we've ever seen in TV and everything my mother told me. (laughs) After having natural childbirth with myself and my brother, and we're talking 24 hours, I think, for, for me to be born. It's not pretty. Why did you take so long? I don't know. He took like two days. Okay. Well, that's a whole day more than me. You just you didn't answer for yourself. You just blamed somebody that did worse. That's it what you did. felt like the right thing to say at the time. <laughs> I, I deflected. Yeah. So she's obviously screaming just because you are giving birth to the king of kings. To, to wonderful counselor, the Prince of Peace. You know, this, this is still a human baby. And we even know from the book of Hebrews when it tells us that we have a high priest who can empathize with us on every level. That includes being born into a human body. So that means if he was born as a human being, then he uh, would have been a normal childbirth situation. Um, so yeah. it was painful. Yeah. It wasn't like we've seen, I've seen so many depictions of Mary as just calm and quietly you hear the baby cry from the manger along with the the cows lowing and the well, babas buying and well i think it's i'm going to say this and i think it's actually from a movie not just from the music video but was that lauren daigle has the noel it's chris tomlin featuring lauren daigle and it's from the nativity story beautiful. of you see the actual yeah. you know a, a, a birthing situation where she's crying and screaming and it's the normal thing it looked that's an incredible interpretation of what took place I I love that movie. Obviously, you're not going to hear the movie, but you can hear the song.
Yeah, they're going over the map. They're getting on the animals. And then when they get to the manger, it's so powerful. And you see this precious couple. And I love the depiction in the film about, yes, the journey. You see the journey, but you also see the relationship between Mary and Joseph. And you're able to see the the unusual dynamic that it would have been to have had a somewhat arranged marriage. Yeah, yeah. But for to, for her to have seen the character of this man in action that resisted from, you know, throwing out the fact that she was pregnant in front of everybody so she would have been shamed by the community, if not stoned. And the fact that she saw this man saying yes to the huge agenda of being the father to the son of God, mm. you know, and now a man who is trying to help her any way he can. He, I think Joseph was almost a little bit of a stranger, like she would have known him. But it's not like dating today where we get to really get to know people. A lot of these things were just, this is a good man. He'll take care of you. So the father would arrange the situation. Mm, yeah. Uh, and so she has the little one. And, well, we don't want to get too far ahead because, you know, we've got visits from shepherds coming in the midst of all of this. But, you know, I think there was a sense of peace, even though it was stressful. Because how could it not be when inside of her womb was as we shared before, is the Prince of Peace. Um, I, and, you know, you also, like those moments, those Ebenezer moments that we also shared, you know, uh, they remembered being in the presence of angels. Yeah, and yeah. being commissioned by the Holy Spirit. This is, this is something we're going to give to you. And so the doubt would have to go. It would have to flee. And that's, I mean, that's scripture. When you remind the devil who you are, yeah, I mean, he doesn't stand a chance. So he starts I, quoting scripture or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's what I tell my students. Uh, they just graduated this last year. I helped in student ministry, and I had them since eighth grade, and they graduated on me. My goodness. I know. Yeah. They so fast. And uh, I told them, because I, I, I saw so many different, you know, we call it Freedom Weekend at the church I was at, um, uh, Disciple Now Weekend, Youth Retreat, whatever you want to call it. And they would just be on fire for God and just all this real passionate worship and all their thoughts and how they were going to, and you know, it happens a lot with different youth camps and youth retreats. And I told them on one of the last times um, that we met that you're going to get to college and maybe it's a year or more and you're at least going to have the temptation of to, to go, nah, you know, I don't know if I believe in God, that, that stuff. I was, mm. I was a kid and, and I don't know, I don't know what I was doing. There's always that, or people try to influence you or whatever. And I just pointed out like, no, just think back to two weeks ago. That was real. This is real life right now. And they were able to uh, remember. Thank you for that sneeze. I'm so sorry. Uh, And they were able to, they'll be able to remember. No, Mm -hmm. this was God. I experienced God. And to be able to look back on that. And yeah, to be able to look back on these angel visits like, no, this is real, and he's he's with us. He's yeah. clearly going to get us through, and it, it's not going to look how we're look like how we're gonna, we think it should look like all the time. I don't know if this is the last note, but I I looked up that verse that I was sharing right before you said those words. I think they're super meaningful because uh, at, at some point in your life, if you've not experienced doubt, and I had that conversation, I remember early on with my husband, I, he had not experienced it yet. I'm like, how is that even possible? Mm. He lived in a Christian home his entire life and had never really experienced those kinds of places where you start doubting, is he real? And I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was a preacher for crying out loud. But in college, yes. And I faced a lot of those things like, Lord, I, I do believe in you, but I am being faced with other people who are saying these other things now that I'm in college, I'm hearing these things. Help secure my faith in you. Um, 
So I, I think that's really important to go over that, you know, don't, if you ever find yourself in one of those places, first of all, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Second of all, God is completely okay with you throwing it out there. Look at what he did with Thomas. Thomas was like, well, you know, I'm going to have to wait and see Jesus until, until I see Jesus. I don't know that I can believe he's resurrected from the dead. Yeah. And did Jesus condemn him when he appeared to Thomas? No. He Check said, out these wounds. That's exactly what he did. Come here, buddy. Yeah. I know where you are. I know that you're frail in this moment. And Thomas ended up being martyred for the cause of Jesus Christ. So that's where he, quote, ended up, mm. right, in complete faith of, of what had happened. But it, it's the brother of Jesus. It's the brother of Jesus that gives us the verse that I was talking about. It talks about how the devil will flee from you. I was like, what, what are those exact words? Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. The brother of Jesus would have heard the story of Bethlehem. He would have known from his mom and dad the incredible journey. He would have witnessed an older brother that confused him, maybe even dealt with some jealousy. And James himself was one of the incredible pioneers for the Christian faith in not only following Jesus. My brother? But I came from the same body, Mm -hmm. you know? And was the one who would be like, listen, he is the son of God. There was something different about him. You think about, oh, I got chills thinking about it, you know? And this is the same dude who's telling us in this verse, listen, all those moments where you do doubt, the enemy would love to milk it. Resist. Submit yourselves to God. Mm -hmm. Submit to God. That's the first part of it. And then he's got to flee. I love that. I love that. Um, We will be back tomorrow with day number eight. I I do want to say, this is a little more humorous, but do you think, because my, my wife went to a, a private Christian school for a little bit in elementary school, mm-hmm. and she had one of those teachers. It was, it was just kind of Sunday school stuff, you know? And uh, do you think that baby Jesus cried? <laughs> yes. Because she told everybody, and he didn't make one sound. Well, the Away in the Manger song. Oh, I guess that's true. It's in the song. No yeah. crying he makes. Yeah, that's true. Or did I sing that wrong? But little Lord Jesus, yes. no crying he, he makes. makes. Yeah, I sang it wrong. But yeah, that's what it says. So she was just like, well, the song wouldn't lie. But it's fully human. And so, and crying's not a sin. So like, he's oh, yeah. a baby. Uh, I he's don't know. It's very interesting. His toe, he probably said, ow. But this was the, the teacher. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding about this. And this is way back in the day. You could there would never be anything like this happen now. But my wife was in like I don't know fourth or fifth grade, uh-huh. and when she would tell, and when anybody would tell um, the teacher, "Hey, I really have to go to the bathroom," she'd come over there and tickle them. Why? She oh you got to go now. You got to go now. Huh? You got to pee your pants. <gasps> and then she would do that. And Kelsey's like, I just waited till recess. Like I didn't want to. Tell her. See, you know, and that's why Jesus came in the first place to help <laughs> redeem <laughs> situations and, and circumstances where otherwise we'd be tainted for life. I went to that Sunday school class and be like, I don't know this woman. She tried to make me pee. He can even redeem <laughs> Christmas wrapping. Oh, no. Oh, no. Listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to resist that. And it's okay. got to flee from Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. Uh, a little taste. What does what uh, tomorrow look like again, Rochelle? What is day number eight? Eight days, then obey. Oh, oh now I'm, I'm curious. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Well, sir. <laughs> I hope I do tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you tomorrow. 